are live. Welcome to episode 92 of the Spivey Special Podcast. We will be recapping the very disappointing Sacramento Kings-Minnesota Timberwolves game tonight, November 17th. We're about 30 minutes after the game ended. A little time to cool off after... uh, Maybe you, not me. I'm still fired up. I'm ready to blow the whole team up. Just burn it to the ground, baby. All right, let's start with our recap. Kings lose to the Timberwolves 97-107. Kings had a top 10 offense going into the game tonight and nothing. Had nothing going yeah. tonight. Yeah, they were uh, seventh, I think, in the NBA in offense. I think 107 a game. Um, Minnesota came in, I think, at bottom five of the league. I believe they were around 97, 98 a game. So Kings did great in the first half um, defensively and then kind of just forgot about it in the second half. And another thing, too, is the Timberwolves just started making their threes. Kings couldn't do anything about it. Cat took over, and we just – Kings just don't have a guy like Cat, obviously. They don't have a guy like Anthony that, Edwards either. He went no lights out in the fourth quarter. Could not miss. Yeah, I think he had 19 points, and they started sending doubles to him. Then Cat's wide open for dunks, and then you have Russell. and They just have a lot more options. They have three really good guys that can score the ball at will, and uh, we kind of struggled to do that, especially later in games. Yeah, not a huge fan of the way the Kings played in the fourth quarter. I thought they played pretty well most of the rest of the game. The ball was moving pretty good most of the game. They're not particularly good at passing, so those passes usually ended up in the hands of somebody else. Kings had, what is it, 16 turnovers? No, more than that. No, they, I think I believe Katie was saying that they had 20 coming into the fourth or they had 20 late in the fourth. She wasn't sure on the numbers. I'm not sure what they finished with, but they just – just turn the ball over all night long. Couldn't make a shot, especially in the first half. Buddy Heald was one of seven from three, I believe, in the first half. So he he figured it out in the second half, at least. He was stroking it from distance. But, I mean, you just had some guys eating up minutes like Chemezi Metu. Why that guy gets so much run? I understand he defensively he does a good job. He's active on the boards. But offensively, he needs to stop hoisting threes. He's 0 for 4 from 3 again tonight, 2 of 8 from the field for 4 points. Two, I believe they were both dunks. I mean, why not just that be the only shot you take as a dunk? I think your field goal percentage would go up a little bit. Yeah, it's not great that Metu is the best option to start at power forward for the Kings. And no, yes, I mean... And then- you look at the lineup, he's the only one that they have who has the energy, the only one who's active on the boards and can get some run scoring. I know he had a terrible shooting night tonight, but he's the only one that's Again. not. You'd see them passing the ball around tonight, and they're all hesitant to shoot the ball. It's all pump fake pass, pump fake pass. And none of them will just hoist it except Buddy. Buddy will shoot it a million times a game. But at least Metu will go for it. Yeah, I think Halliburton, too. I mean, the guy's got a pretty good shot, as ugly as it looks. I mean, he's, like you said, though, he's so hesitant to just shoot it when he has a really good high percentage, especially from three. I mean, a lot of floaters in the lane, but Fox looked a little better tonight. I liked his mid-range game. He knocked down a couple threes, I believe. I saw one for sure. I think another one. from three tonight. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that's better for him um, from the line. We were decent. I think we we're 10 of 14 in the first half, but the big issue I think late in the game was just defensive rebounding. They had a couple possessions where we made it pretty close. I think it was either a one or a three point game. We have a good defensive possession shot goes up long rebound. No one boxes. They get another opportunity and they scored on it. I believe two straight possessions. They did that. And I think that was the difference. It's one of those, momentum type killers especially on the road where you got to go ahead and get that defensive rebound which i believe we've been saying for now for about a month and a half well kings actually had a dominant night rebounding the ball they had 20 offensive rebounds they out rebounded timber the timberwolves by 12 tonight um, which is really the only reason they should have been in this game because they had i think it's 22 turnovers something just absurd um yeah, it was just it was just a really sloppy game. Uh, when it came down to the fourth quarter, the ball stopped moving. They stopped passing the ball. It was all dribble drive stuff, but they don't have anyone like Anthony Edwards who can actually take someone off the dribble and like dunk it. Like Fox isn't finishing like he used to off the dribble. Harrison Barnes isn't yeah. fast enough to dribble around anyone. I don't know that he could dribble around. No, me. no he could dribble through me, but. Uh, he doesn't get around I don't, people. He'll get to the line. You're big. You're pretty thick. That can't be the play, though, and that seems to be down the Luke stretch. Just seems hap- Luke yeah. seems happy with it because if he wasn't, I mean, obviously we'd make an adjustment. I mean, we give Luke a hard time as a head coach with his poor. I think the thing that upsets me most about Luke is just his poor mid-game adjustments because that's why you get dominated every game in the third quarter because at halftime you're just getting out coached you have a lot of good coaches around you i know it's not all luke walton's fault but you got so many moving parts with a bunch of i think two or three new assistant coaches this year so i think they're all trying to figure each other out and luke takes the brunt of it but again it comes down to the players gotten to execute what luke's given them and i think sometimes they just kind of go freestyle which, in my opinion, which you can't do because they don't have the players to do that. No, you can't just go Hoy City and ISO, and that's not how they're made. Now, what did you think about uh, Bagley's run today? So, he got 11 minutes tonight, five rebounds, two points. It wasn't terrible, plus minus. He had a he had a block, although they didn't give him credit for it. Really nice defensive play there. He only had the one turnover. I mean, for Bagley, that's not terrible. That gave him a little bit of energy. Competent. He looks lost in the, on the offense. He doesn't know where to stand. He doesn't know where he to just... move around. Um, but he's very active on the on the boards. He's trying on defense. He just doesn't get it because he's. I don't know that he's like smart enough to get it. And he like didn't give like you said he didn't give his teammates a high five when he came up the floor, and he knew he wasn't so going I... back in. I was pretty fired up about that. I mean, as you come off, you give every single one coming down the line dabs because a lot of those guys on the bench, that's all they get to do is give dabs. So you got to give the guys, especially at the end of the bench, some love. I thought, honestly, he looked like the most awkward person in the world. Like, like all this groups of friends is playing basketball and you just picked up this random guy in like a pickup game. And like you said, he didn't know what he was doing. He's talented, but he just didn't look like he fit in. He didn't look like he wanted to fit in, look like he wanted to try. So seeing that as talented as he is, I you just got to ship him out, go send him down to Bobby Jackson or something, at least give him some play down there. Maybe he'll look good and you'll be able to trade him or something. But 
I think that he's a, a cancer to me. And I don't like to throw that word around. I mean, there's a few terrible people in sports that are that way. And he, he's turning into one of those guys where he just makes no one around him better. Well, they'll have to hold on to him a little bit longer. We have all the guys um, that signed the extensions and that were traded this offseason will be able to be traded here in the next couple of weeks. So maybe we can get some run there. But the thing with Bagley is you can't just ship him off now. You can't trade him for a second ship round him. pick. If anything, you need is <laughs> you need a cap number to throw in a trade to get somebody else. Like, yeah. you just need that number. We don't have anyone else that can like do that. So, if we're gonna get some disgruntled person from another team, which is the only thing the Kings will ever be able to get, um, they need his cap money. They can't afford for him to be hurt. And I don't know that he's good enough to earn rotation minutes. I don't know if he's I as think- good as ship as Metu. I think they're different players. I think Metu is more, like you said, energy guy, but they're both lengthy. I think Metu plays better defense, better rebound. Uh, Bagley's a decent rebounder. Bagley's an, he's an excellent rebounder. Um, he can hustle. He just he and the rest of the Kings have no handle. The only one that does seems to is Halliburton. Yeah, and he's starting to Mitchell. Make, ha- he's starting to make. Oh, yeah, Mitchell's pretty good. He's one of our, our lone bright spots with a plus 10 in his 22 minutes tonight. Yeah, I, I, I thought I, I think you give Mitchell more minutes, honestly. I know that takes minutes off of those other guys, but I don't know why you don't just run those three, especially if you're going to go bigger with Metu and Holmes. I mean, you can kind of move Hallie to the three in a sense and then maybe have Mitchell play the two. I mean, Mitchell can guard any two guard in the league, I think, even though he's going to be undersized. I think he can still check any of the two guys. They just don't get the same offensive output when he's out there. I think Luke is struggling to take this group of misfit toys and find a lineup that works for everything. I don't think that they have the players to do what he's trying to do. There's not enough basketball IQ on this team. There's not enough team. I mean, the Kings are 500 at best, and they're playing like they're 500 at best. And they just they just don't have the horses to do what you need to do to be good at basketball. Yeah, that's the problem is when you're an average team, you're going to be very inconsistent. You're going to win some games you're not supposed to, and you're going to lose some games you're not supposed to, and you're going to finish probably around 500. But I don't even think they'll be 500. I mean, you go on this road trip, which we'll recap here in a little bit, and you go one and three, I mean, that is – a that is just a shot to the heart. And now you come these next seven games. I think Toronto, who's playing really well, you got two with the Lakers, you got the Blazers, you got a jazz. You got a lot of good teams coming in through fake Arco sidebar real quick. Did you see what they're going to rename the Staples center? Crypto.com stadium. Gosh, that's crazy. How long has it been Staples center though? Since it's been a thing. Right. Yeah. Years. So since the, yeah, since they stopped playing in the form, it's been Staples Center. Crypto.co. It's going to be one of those things where people are still going to call it Staples Center forever. Like Arco. Or Candlestick or Pac Bell or whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to call. Whatever, whatever <laughs> it's been. Yeah, 22 years, well, Travis said. That's crazy. All right, that was just a sidebar. You want to just recap? Let's recap this road trip real quick. All right, first game of the road trip. 
all four of these games, looking at them on paper, they are the games that you have to win if you want to be anywhere near a playoff race. Four teams, all losing records. Um, they don't necessarily match up well with the Kings, and we'll kind of go through game by game. First game of the road trip, Spurs, and they just got ran out of the gym almost immediately in that game. Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. We started the road trip at five and six. So on paper, again, with the four games on this road trip, you're hoping to it to at worst, you know, three and one or four. No, it would obviously be ideal. But this one and three finish wasn't great. So you're in San Antonio. I mean, it was a pretty close spread. I think Spurs were probably favored just because they were at home. Spurs aren't a terrible team, obviously much better coach, but um, that game, no Halliburton. And I think it showed, I mean, when you're an average team and you're missing one of your top six, seven guys, you just can't, you can't eat those minutes up with guys that aren't very good. So um, 10 of 36 for three, the Spurs who aren't a very good three point shooting team went 18 of 32. So that kind of hurt. They let Fox just get his, he just ate with 37 points. Barnes finished that game with nine Holmes had six and healed had 12. So you can show right there without Halliburton, those three guys not stepping up and getting points, but what they let, they just let Fox do whatever he wanted and they just shut everybody else down. It was a great move by Popovich and it showed by their win 136 to 117. Pretty rough. Tough to get Holmes going when you don't have Halliburton. Halliburton. The two yeah. of those. That- you really need them. Halliburton's really the only playmaker on the team. Now I know Fox has like 6.8 assists per game, which is actually like top 20 in the NBA, but that's because he has the ball always. Um, he's not actually really creating anything. He's just driving and kicking out to an open guy because he's good yeah, or, to draw a double team. Or passing it down to the post and the guy turns and makes a shot. I mean, nothing where he's making these just awesome passes where he's just moving heads. That's the problem is, I mean, Luke, he's actually drawing up some decent plays. It's just they can't make the passes that need to be made like some of the other stops that Luke's been at. I mean, like at the Warriors, they passed the ball really well where he was as an assistant coach. Lakers, not so much when he was there. But, I mean, he's actually drawing up decent plays. It's just they can't make the passes. Right. So that makes it hard to run a play if you can't make a pass. But, yeah, so the first game of the road trip just blown out of the gym. It was nice, though, because we didn't have to watch the second half. Even though we did, I think we watched the fourth quarter on stream, which was, was a very disappointing stream. On that one. <laughs> We're not taking credit for that one right. on our record. Next so. game on our road trip was Kings Thunder. Great first half for the Kings. Great first three quarters or so for the Kings. They played really well. They moved the ball. They were scoring. They were playing defense, causing turnovers. And then just, they were up 18 in the third quarter or in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, eight up 18 with five minutes left in the third. So, and then I think with five minutes left in the game, they were down five. So it was like a, <laughs> so in like a 12 minute span, they got outscored, I believe by, I think it was a 38 to 15 run. They went on. The Thunder did in a 12-minute span there to go up by five. Kings came back. They tied it up. They had the ball late. Uh, it was 103-103. They 
they ran a good old ISO for Fox against one of the best defenders in the league. What I heard on a podcast I was listening to, though, um, is they're trying to get the the pick and to get Fox switched out on a big or somebody else and then for Fox to take and bake that guy and not the guy he was up against. But it was a lazy, lazy screen. Obviously didn't work out. Fumbled the ball. They stole it and went down and slammed it to take the lead. So That Fox dribbling off of someone's foot or leg is happening over and over and over and over again. He's got that same first step. They're studying it. They're recognizing it. And what's been working the last two, three years is just not working anymore. They have that first jump on him. He doesn't have anything else. Yeah, that's what I mean. That goes with adjustments. I mean, even the players aren't making those adjustments. I mean, a lot of teams, you have to go into your bag sometimes and you got to try some new stuff. I mean, some of the best players, like even Curry, he works on his trade so much that he anything you'd throw at him, he can just see it. And gosh, that that game was a definitely one that you needed to have against the Thunder, up eighteen on the road with five minutes left in the third. But again, it's horrendous coaching. I mean, there's no no excuse for that. Well, the Kings just stopped making shots too. They were still getting good looks. They just can't hit the broadside of a barn. The back coaching for sure. You gotta have a play that you can run that'll stop one of these, one of these runs. Yeah. I know the Thunder get hot. They did the same thing against the Lakers twice. Um, yeah, so the Lakers were doing up. it. But you gotta have a play that you can run to do it. You gotta call a timeout before it gets anywhere near there. Yeah, like even just a six-zero run. You know, timeout. You know, get both the fans there and thunderland get him sitting down and you got to have a goat but you don't have a guy you don't have a horse where you can give it to him and he's gonna go get you too that's the problem is you don't have a guy that's what's the problem in the fourth quarter it's in the fourth quarter the best teams have not just one but usually two to three options of guys who can go get theirs make a big shot and average teams just don't yeah kings have fox and he's struggling he's getting better yeah, improving every shots. game. Um, but they don't really have anything else. The only super effective play they have is the Halliburton-Holmes pick and roll, but everyone sees that coming and just clogs the lane now. All right, next game yeah, you... on the road trip was the lone win on the road trip against the Pistons. They just played a team that they're way better than. The Pistons can't score. The Kings played pretty well. Yeah, not only that, it's one of those all-around good games. Every starter had at least 15 points. Heald had 22 off the bench. So, I mean, you look right there. I mean, I can't do that math that quickly, but right there, that's 97 points just out of those six guys. So, they ended up scoring 129s, 129 to 107. Uh, huge first quarter, 31 to 12 after the first quarter, just – that just kind of just sunk the game. It's just like, Pistons, you're not coming back. Well, they did what they're supposed to do. They beat a team that they're better than, which they didn't do against the Thunder, and they didn't do it against the Spurs, and they didn't do it again tonight. Although I don't know that they're better than the Timberwolves. No, I think the Timberwolves have, with Russell, with Edwards, with Cat. I mean, they have so many options you could score. Very athletic. I mean, they didn't rebound as good as they probably wish they would have. But, I mean, and even uh, what's-his-face? Pat Bev. Gosh, I can't think of his name. 
Beverly actually looked decent. I mean, he had some flop city Utahs that I wasn't a big fan of. And how was That's that? Whole a, Russell I, did the whole fourth quarter was just fall over. Yeah. Well, did you see that play where um, it was in the? So the T wolves got the rebound, and then they threw it over. I think it was to Bev, and he like up faked and. Halliburton jumped and then he just totally jumped into Halliburton and yeah. then there's almost a flagrant. I was like, I thought we talked about this where that's not a foul anymore. Um, well, they called it a foul. It wasn't challenged. It was because he was holding his head yeah. when he fell to the ground. It's an automatic yeah, it was, uh, foul. It, and that's where it's a flagrant one or two based on the intent of whether or not he did it. But he didn't actually hit him in the head. He hit his own head. Now, is that a penalty? I, I feel like Luke should have challenged that, although he did. I, I don't get Pat Luke. Beth initiated the contact. I don't know why they didn't challenge the one where Russell just grabbed Fox's knee and then just fell over when he had the ball. Or the offensive or even, rebound with Holmes where Russell just fell over or any of the other ones where Russell just fell over. Yeah, he like breathed on his neck. And he's just like, ah, well, even at the end of the game where cat just totally cleared Fox out with a bow. I mean, Fox tried to sell it pretty good, but a lot of those plays down the stretch, I mean, it wasn't it's just, you got to use your challenges. Why not use them? I just, especially something like that, where the game's close coming down the line and it's something that. Yeah. Okay. You lose a timeout. It's like, you're not, timeouts. he doesn't call him. Yeah, and he's not going to draw anything up anyways. There's not even any ink in his pen, so I don't even know what he needs the timeouts for. <laughs> so, yeah, so not a great road trip. I mean, we were all hyped about a little over a week ago that this is the four-game stretch, and they go one and three in typical Kings fashion. So he's sitting out six and nine. Raptors Friday at home. First game after a long roadie. It's not going to be pretty, I think, especially early. I think that they usually play the Raptors pretty well. They've got a lot of guys that can ball, though, and Nick Nurse is just going to coach the pants off Luke Walton. It's going to be embarrassing. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, you look. I don't look at the player matchups anymore. I just look at who's coaching against us and how dominated we're going to get in the third and fourth quarter. Yeah, this is not a good run. So we just wasted the uh, only easy stretch for the rest of the year, probably. I don't know, until like December 8th. <laughs> Raptors at home, Jazz at home, 76ers at home, Portland at home, on the road for the Lakers, on the road for Memphis, back at home to the Lakers, Clippers, Clippers, and that's where they're going to come back above 500 to keep it close. I don't see that happening at all. So out of those nine games, I see maybe, if they play well, three wins. Well, I think we're back to what we've been for the last two, three years, where if Buddy gets hot, then we win. Yep. Yeah. If Buddy's not lights out, then we lose because they're going to let him shoot more than anyone else. That's the only offense that we have. It's just one of those frustrations. It's getting to the point of the season, too, that we've gotten to in the last 15 years where the newness of the season's wearing off. It's They're only 6-9, and nine, which isn't as bad as a lot of other teams in the NBA. 
but as a Kings fan, it's just like you bury your head. You kind of it's like the same but old, it's not same like old. We're the Bucks, and we're like, oh, we just don't have Chris Middleton. We don't have one guy as good as Chris Middleton. No. Or the I mean, Lakers, where LeBron's not playing. We don't have LeBron coming back. Yeah, that's our only chance, I think, to beat the Sixers. Because I watched the Sixers without Embiid, and they're not very good. They got boat raced <laughs> last night. Yeah. Yeah, Portland's struggling. Utah's been up and down. Toronto's beatable. I don't know what the matchup against the Clippers is. I would assume that Paul George will score like a million points against us. At least a million. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. I don't know. The West is tough. We didn't take advantage of the games that we're supposed to win. Oh, maybe the Kings will start to click, though. Now, do you think if the Kings, let's say, in these next nine games, they win one or two, do you think Luke's seat gets real warm and he's gone? or I don't know. If they didn't fire him after last year. It's true. Or the year before. Well, I mean, they had a chance. Lined up. It would just have to be Alvin Gentry. And does that make the team any better? Is Alvin Gentry going to coach any better than Luke Walden? No. Is, I mean, if if is they do... Make, is he going to make Deere and Fox be able to dribble the basketball? Or Harrison Barnes, Barnes have a positive plus minus for like once in his lifetime? What I heard too is they're basically running Gentry's offense anyway. So it's nothing like... Right. X's and O's it's going to be any different it's just going to be and they all seem to like Luke they're which is bad they're, they're <laughs> no just not good. yeah you you were an 11 seed last year and you didn't add anyone really to make yourself better besides Mitchell yeah and you're not getting any minutes out of your second overall pick from four years ago or whatever it was so you really got worse because when Bagley played last year, he played decently for the little bit of health he had. Right. He could score some points. He just couldn't play defense. Now the Kings have some people around that they have some depth. They have some people that can play basketball. I just don't get I still just don't get the rotations that he's doing. I don't it's fifteen games in and we still haven't figured out our rotations yet. I don't know about this roster construction. I don't think this is the final team. I don't think this is the year that they really want to make the push. I think there's some trades to make. I really, I think you got it. Really would have liked that uh, Kuzma Harrell trade that we had lined up. That would have been pretty sweet. You saw what happened to the Wizards. Yeah, I think you're gonna need to get rid of Barnes. Yeah, he's not good. But we don't I mean, have a wing. We don't have another wing. He's the only one we have. No, but I'm just saying you're going to need to get rid of him. He's not the answer. No, and he doesn't really match the timeline either. No. Because the timeline is now like two, three years from now. We're going to be pushing like 20 years before they make the playoffs. Easily. I mean, Holmes, I mean, we give him a pretty big contract, but is he one of the best centers in the league? No. He's the best one we've had in a long time. And he has the best PER on the Kings. He's probably, I mean, for our, us, he's probably our best player. 
which is why there's I wore games six where, and nine. Yeah, there's games where he dis- disappears, though. He, yeah, he's not big enough to guard certain players in the league. He struggles when they play like Rudy Gobert. He struggled tonight because he's not quick enough to guard Cat. Yeah, and he just has a lot of lazy fouls. And, oh, I got B. I better rake this guy's arm. And Yep. Got that push shot, though. So, a lot more questions than answers through 15 games. And I think it's just going to unfortunately get worse. But you know what's going to happen in King's fashion? They're going to go out and beat the Raptors by 10. And there, and there are shows that's going to be like, oh, the Kings are going to be the eighth seed. No, they'll beat Utah. Yeah, they'll lose by 20 of the Raptors, beat Utah, and then just lose whoever they play next, the Blazers, by like 25. The, they'll lose to the Sixers with no Embiid. Tobias Harris will score 50. Yeah. Doc will come off the bench <laughs> for 20. Another dip- disappointing night as a Kings fan, but you kind of get used to it as sad as that is. I wish these Kings podcasts were more uplifting, but this is kind of depressing. But maybe this is what we... It's kind of what we signed up for at this point. By it, yeah. I love, though, that like, if you went through our text feed, like, yeah, Kings are playing good. I'm in it for the tank game. If they need a tank, <laughs> I'm in for it. I mean, that's like two <laughs> minutes apart between you and me. Get rid of Luke. Man, that was a really good play that Luke called. Kind of like when we were on with the A-gap where everything was just like back and forth, back and forth. That was a good Ugh. game. Yeah, can we get that feeling back where we walked off? Was that against the Suns, right? That was a long game. long time ago, Trey, yeah. <sighs> were we above 500 at one point? I think we were. Yeah, we beat, when we beat the Pelicans, we were 3-2. and two. Thought we were five and four for some reason. We were five and four because they beat the show. Yeah. So we're one and five in our last six. That's pretty good, right? That's what you got to do. <laughs> it's a typical fashion. You get these all these gimme games, and you can't do nothing with them. All right, let's change gears. Let's talk some football. Football. We love football. Unofficial victory for me last week. Um, we got to go back to the tape to see for sure because we don't write down our picks because we're pretty big news. So unofficial win for me, 2-1 on the oppo games. Zach's going to take me to breakfast. If that's wrong, we will make sure we let you guys know on social media that that got changed up. But for right now, I'm feeling pretty good about my victory. So it's been a while since I won one. Yeah, definitely a weird week. Ravens lose to the Dolphins. Embarrassing. Really not can we even get rid- in the game. No, can we just get rid of Thursday night football? I don't think anyone wants it. The players don't want it. The fans don't want it. It's just such bad football. The players aren't healed. I know it makes me sound like a big baby because it's my team that lost, but just in general, I don't enjoy watching Thursday night football, no matter who's playing, especially some of these bigger teams that are playing on Thursday nights with the stars. Like the Ravens didn't look like the Ravens offense is normally over 400 yards a game. Then they come out. I think they had like 200. It's not like Miami's defense is that good. I mean, they actually had a really good defensive game plan that game. But what I'm saying is you can't keep going Thursdays. 
Yeah, I'm kind of over it. I don't even, I'm like not even ready for football on Thursdays. It's like, oh yeah, there's a football game tonight. Most of the games are terrible, but I did like watching your team lose. And I did watch like an, watching the fat guy catch that pass and flip into the end zone. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, I almost wanted to just give it to him. Just be like, that was good. Give him like two points or something. There should be a rule. For style. There should be a rule where you can just like cancel out a penalty if it was pretty cool. You get one a game. You get one a game. It's like a <laughs> coach's challenge. He gets to throw it. I was like, that yeah. was pretty cool. And the all other right, coach yeah. has to be like, all right, that was pretty cool. This, this is going to get a lot of views on Twitter and YouTube. So let's just count it. Buckets. Yeah. Steelers tie the Lions. I loved watching your team tie the Lions. I mean, some better teams, they just kick 66 yarders to beat them. So you tie in, it's like embarrassing. It's like, come on. That was one of the worst last few minutes of a game I've ever seen, I think. Fumbles, turnovers, missed that field goal that um, the Lions had to win. I don't even think it got above the crossbar. It was not... <laughs> A very pretty football game, that is for sure. Cowboys boat race the Falcons. We thought the Falcons were playing pretty good, and the Cowboys yeah. said no. Yeah, I think Dak, you know, second week back now, kind of get a little bit more comfortable. Last week, I think it was one of those flukes where he's a little rusty. You know what I mean? Maybe not quite 100%, but they just dominated the Falcons. It was actually pretty good to see. Another good defensive game from the Cowboys, too. Scored another defensive touchdown. They're, they're rolling. Two or three Although picks. last week they looked terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, which team's going to show up? Yeah. We Titans don't know. beat the Saints. Colts beat the Jags. Patriots just destroyed the Browns. You got to love to see the Browns get beat by that. But I don't like that the Patriots I are kind of rolling. They're plus, and over the last four games, four-game win streak, they're plus 100, I heard. Yikes. And they're differential. They've had a very soft schedule. Yeah, I think that they're they're starting to figure some things out. They have one of the best coaches of all time. I think they've done just enough, you know what I mean, on the offensive end where their defense is still pretty good. So I don't like it, obviously, but they might win that division. Oh, never mind. The Bills are in it. They got to play the Bills twice still, so they'll get to prove it. Yeah. Bucks looked pretty bad against Washington. Washington yeah, had that the was worst a weird game. Lost their best defensive player and still won. Both teams coming off the bye. That's shocking. Brady off a bye. I'm pretty sure is pretty good. So yeah, it's a weird one. It's all about matchups, though. The NFL is so matchup laden. This Packers team is looking pretty good, Troy. Yeah, defensively. Their defense is legit. Uh, their offense is average right now at best. They uh, Jones is going to be out one to two weeks. But I think Dylan right now is a better runner anyways. Dylan is very good. Rogers is going to be healthier next week. They're dealing with a whole bunch of COVID shenanigans right now. Yeah, if they, can, if, they can fight, if they can fight through all this COVID stuff and figure it out, I think they're going to – I would say that they're the best team right now in the NFC. I think you're right. Maybe Cowboys. It could be the Cowboys. 
I still think the Rams are going to be pretty good. Rams are figuring themselves out right now. They got some. They got some new people, and they're trying to fit them in. And yeah, it's a little. Stafford's trying to. He's starting to pigeonhole like he has Calvin Johnson, but it's really Cooper Cup. Hopefully, they can start spreading around. They lost Robert Woods, so maybe that's maybe a that's a big loss. That's a big loss. It really is. But I mean, Beckham's gonna have to try to fill that, and that's scary. All right, let's move on. Week 11. Can we just say one thing real quick? Absolutely. Chiefs. They looked really, really good, and I am a little nervous for the AFC because if they play like they did against the Raiders on Monday night, they're going to absolutely win. Well, the AFC is wide open. It could be it could be anyone in the AFC. They're all there's no one head above anyone else. I don't believe in the Titans. I don't believe in this Patriots team. They've had a pretty soft schedule. The Bills lost to the Jaguars. I don't trust any of these teams, really. The Steelers shouldn't be 5-3-1. and one. That's how bad the AFC is right now. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone in our favorite team's division is good. No. I think they're all average. I think the Ravens are a little bit better than everyone else. The Bengals are kind of weird, but they've all had some bad losses and ties and injuries. Yeah. No one in our division, I don't think is going to come out of the AFC. That's for sure. And I'm glad to see the Raiders fans just like, just take one on the chin. They're getting a little cocky there for a minute. And the chiefs are like, no, (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna play really good defense and we're gonna our offense is gonna look like it did the last couple of years all right Troy. thursday night patriots falcons patriots favored by seven on the road it's one of those things Your fun fact Home- of the week is that road teams are winning less than 50 percent of the game straight up not against the spread Home yeah, home teams. Anymore. Home teams win 100 percent of the time. So I'm gonna go with the Patriots. I think the Patriots are so much better than Atlanta. But that being said, would I be shocked if Atlanta won on a Thursday night because it's the dumbest night ever to play football? No. But I'm gonna go Patriots. Yeah, Falcons are the biggest Jekyll Hyde team in the NFL. One week they're a dumpster fire. The next week they're beating somebody they shouldn't be beating. But Patriots look like they're rolling. The defense is playing like a Belichick defense. Mac Jones the running is game. good enough. The running game's really good. That little Stevenson guy. They got the they figured out the two tight end thing. I think they went back and watched some uh Gronk Aaron Hernandez tape and started running some of those plays. I'm gonna yeah, take Hunter Henry's Hunter Henry's really stepped up in the red zone, especially. I think he had two touchdowns last week. Uh, yeah, Patriots gonna be scary. All right, we got the next game. I don't know why this is out of order on ESPN's site, but we're just going to go for it. Sunday night game, Steelers-Chargers. Chargers favored five and a half. I I don't like this jumping around, but I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think Chargers are the better team. 
I think the Steelers are still not quite sure who's going to be behind center. I think that could be a big difference, but I think it's such a home field advantage for the Chargers to play at home that I think the fans are really going to be waving the terrible towels for the Chargers, and (laughs) I think the Chargers are good. I think the Chargers win. I don't necessarily think the Chargers are good, but I don't think Ben's going to be playing this week. I think we're going to get a couple other weird COVID things with this team. There's a lot of injuries right now on the Steelers. I will also take the Chargers as much as I don't like to bet against my own team. I love to hear you say that. All right, next game, Colts-Bills. This will be one of the better games of the week. Buffalo favored seven points, though, at home. A 50 under. Wow. I love the Bills here. I don't, depend if it snows or not for the over-under, but I think the Bills win by 10. and raining is our weather. Yeah, I think the Bills win. Might be a little sloppy game, but I like them extra sloppy. So I'm going to go with the Bills at home, probably by 10. All right, I am going to take the Colts. Wow, really? Colts have a pretty good defense. They have the better run game, which I think will do better in the rain. Bills run defense. They're mutters. They're mutters. They're Colts, Troy. They're mutters. I didn't know that. I forgot that. Their mother was a mutter. Their father was a mutter. Their uncle was a mutter. I think the the Colts are just set up better that way. The Bills are kind of lost right now. I don't know what their play calling is. It doesn't make any sense. I got the Colts. I think the Bills get right after that. I think that'll be their wake-up call when they lose to Carson Wentz, but I'll take the Colts. Bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see how it plays out for you. All right, Ravens, Bears in Chicago. Ravens, Ravens only four-and-a-half-point they... favorites. Really, it must have changed last night. I looked, it was six. So, someone. Oh, they got rid of Le'Veon Bell. That was a huge loss. So, yeah. uh, that could be why the line changed by so much. But the Bears have actually been playing a little bit better. I like the way that the Bears are trending. Um, not that it's shown in the win loss, you know, database there. But I think the Ravens win. I'm not going to pick the Bears anyways. So, I'm just going to go Ravens. I'm going to take the Ravens. They're better. I'm going to take the Ravens yeah. as well. They're the better football team. And they need it a bounce be, back it's game. It's going to be a fun game watching the two running quarterbacks run around. Well, I think what's nice, too, for the Ravens, they get the extra three days rest. I think they should be coming in, you know. Were the Bears just on a bye, though? I can't recall who they played last week if they did. They had a whole bunch of injuries last week or the week before. Um, they'll get some of those players back. The defense will be better. I think there's some tape on how you beat the Ravens. You watch that Chargers playoff game. You watch the game last week against the Dolphins. Yeah, they're gonna. What they're gonna do is they're just gonna bring some pressure. They're gonna do man on man, and none of the Ravens receivers can get open. So it makes it tough. You put seven guys on the defensive line. You only rush four of them, and you make Lamar Jackson figure out which one is the one that's gonna be rushing. Yeah, I don't like that for... <laughs> I don't know if the IQ to do that. Even with no. that, I think Raven, the Ravens are still going to win this game, though. All right, Lions-Browns in, in Cleveland. Cleveland. 11.5-point favorites. I got to go Browns. They're the better team. Bounce-back game. 
maybe they can get a little bit more healthy, but Browns. Yeah, I'll take the Browns too. Tough to pick the Lions. You know, Goff has eight passing touchdowns this year, and this is week 11. It's pretty good. That's impressive. I, I believe that they were beating the Steelers, and he had like 11 or 18 yards passing. It was 79 yards, I think is what he finished with. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, they had the lead, and he had like 19 yards passing or something ridiculous like that. Embarrassing. Texans, Titans. Titans, 10-point favorites. Titans. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't even need to talk about that one. Vikings, Packers in Minnesota. This is going to be a really good, this is going to be a really, 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 really good game. And I am going to go Vikings because I like the Vikings. We've talked about how much we think that the Packers are the best team in the NFC. So I think that's why I'm going to go with Vikings because if you've listened to our show in the past, usually what we say is the opposite. So Troy's got a weird hard on for the Vikings. Always. They have to win this game, though. They've been pretty healthy. They've been moving the ball pretty well. But the Packers are – their defense is just lights out right now. I don't know what they're going to get out of the offense. There's a lot of question marks about who's going to play and not play. Um, But I will take the Packers in a low-scoring game. Take the under on that 49 points this week. How is – can I ask how Dalvin Cook's not in jail, but he's still in the NFL with this abuse stuff? Do you see the text messages? Yeah, it's like a weird two-sided thing, like where the girlfriend's probably crazy, but maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like to get involved uh, in this. Yeah, I, just want, I don't, but I mean, at least being, I know he's getting looked at, but it's just weird to me that he's not like, you know, taking some time off while they go through it or like. If there's no video of you knocking your girlfriend out and dragging her back into an elevator, you're fine. Or there's no even then. Trail. Isn't he back in the league? Ray Rice. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He came back in the league, though. I thought. I don't think he did. After all that, I'm. We're gonna look it up. I'm pretty sure he came back. Okay. All right. After that video. Dolphins Jets the snooze fest of the week. Miami's favorite three points. I don't know who the quarterback really? for the Jets is. I think actually. Think I it's do. Blanco. It's Flacco. And uh, I think that's a Super Bowl champ, Joe Flacco. Yes. And the worst contract in the history of football. Maybe not the worst. It's up there. But it's up there. It's, it's up on there. the list on those top 10 countdown shows. Oh, I'm sure. Him and Albert Hainsworth can go back and forth on that. Yikes, Albert Ainsworth. There's a name for you. I'm going to go J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I don't like Miami, even though they just housed my team and looked really good. But I'm going to go Jets. I don't know. I will take the Dolphins because I don't think the Jets are very good. I think the Dolphins' defense is playing a little bit better, and that's all I got. I think it's one of those the Jets have to find another win somewhere, and I think this is going to be it. It's one of those weird, someone's got to win. Surprise, it's not in London. All right, Saints-Eagles in Philly. This is a a close one, too. This is a close one. 
I'm going to let you pick first on this one. I am going to pick the Saints, who have the number one run defense in the NFL against a team who can only run the ball. Fly, eagle, fly, baby. Fly, eagle, fly. I love you some eagles. We're going to have a lot of – we have four different ones already, Trey. That's fine. On a short week, I think. All right, next game, Washington Panthers in Carolina. We might get some oh, I, uh, Cam at quarterback. I like the way that they kind of, you know, threw him in there every once in a while. Ran one in, threw one in. He's back, baby. He's back. I'm going to go Panthers at home. Both teams are, I think, average. I think they're both average, but I think the team at home has a little – it's basically a coin flip three and a half at home. So I'm going to go Panthers. I'm going to also pick the Panthers. Their defense is – they have a top 10 defense. McCaffrey's going to be playing. And if they can get the ball anywhere near the red zone, Cam Newton will find a way to get in. Good yeah, luck even trying not. to good luck trying to stop Cam Newton and McCaffrey, who are both demons at getting into the end zone. And Mother Hubbard. Don't they he's decent too. Yeah. Very good in the red zone. Now whether or not Cam can lead a drive to get people to the red zone, that's a different story. No, that's what other guys for. <laughs> they just tag him in. Yeah. Tag team Booker T. Who was his old Tag team partner? Uh, Stevie Ray. Mm. Such a good musician. All right. Uh, 49ers, Jaguars. Niners figured it out. Jags are a weird team. I wouldn't be shocked if they won. This could be a letdown game after a huge win against the Rams um, on the short week for them playing Monday night. I'm still going to go Niners. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Niners. I think Niners. I think they figured something out. Um, they ran the ball well with well, ran the ball well with Mitchell. Defense looked better. Yeah, they're starting to get healthier. They got to win these games. They're still in the running for that division. I don't really trust anyone. Well, even the playoffs. I mean, now that seven teams get in, I mean, almost everyone gets in, but the Jags. So I think that's not even on their side. But I think that they win. They should win. I think they're focused. It's hard, though, traveling across country, too, though. It's going to be 71 and raining in Jacksonville. So, like, a normal day. Yeah. Give me the Niners, who will just run the ball every play. Yeah. Bengals Raiders in Vegas. Bengals favorite you, point, 49 you and a half over under. God, this I think is goes over. One. I'm going to take the Bengals. I think Chase is going to have a big game. I think the Raiders are trying to starting to slip away. I think they needed rugs on the offense in order to stretch the field. They don't have that now. You can't have all underneath guys when you don't have an over-the-top guy. Um, I'll take the Bengals. The offenses look pretty good. Defense is better. I don't think they're great, but I think they're better than the Raiders. I'm going to go Vegas just for the people. Um, I think the Raiders, after a tough loss, 
They're going to come back. They're going to figure it out. I think they win by four. It's going to be a weird 24-20 game. Won't hit the over-under, but that's fine. I always bet the under anyways. So Raiders, five difference for us. All right, next game, Cowboys-Chiefs in Kansas City. Kansas City favored two and a half. This is our. This has got to be game of the week. This is going to be an epic game. One yeah, this is going to be a really good game. game so we'll three really good afternoon games. Mm-hmm. Really good afternoon games. Um, I'm going to go Chiefs. I think the Chiefs showed me something last week. Um, Cowboys are playing well. Um, Chiefs at home are a different story. Especially if it's going to be cold and rainy or 55. snowy. 55. That's that's cold compared to being inside. So I'm going to go Chiefs. I think they win convincingly. Wow. Okay. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I do not think that the Chiefs are going to win convincingly. I think the Cowboys have an opportunistic defense against a quarterback that's been kind of wild with the ball. Um, they can run the ball well. The Chiefs' defense is not very good, especially against the run. Um, yeah, Chiefs' defense the last two weeks. Watch out. It's looking better. It's looking better. But the Cowboys look elite. Two really good running. Two really good running. Denver backs. Broncos on line three. They have all of their receivers back now, <laughs> which they did not have against the Broncos. Yeah, Gallup looked good. Makes a big difference to have all three of them. I think they're going to they'll be able to keep up scoring, and I think their defense is a little bit better than the Chiefs. But fifty-six is a big number, but I might take the over. Cardinals. Yeah, that's a lot of points. Cardinals Seahawks. You pick on this one. There's a lot of games I have no idea. Well, I'm going to pick the Cardinals. Murray's playing. That's all I need. Murray's playing? Yeah. From what I can tell, Murray's playing. Um, I'm going to go Seattle. We're just going to mix. We're just going to go all different this week. (laughs) Yeah, every game's going to matter for us this week. chaos this Uh week. I the reason I'm going Seattle is although Murray's back, I think there's going to be a little rust on the you know engine a little bit. So I think if Seattle can get out to an early lead at home, I know it's not the home field advantage that they used to have. Um, they have a chance, actually, as bad as the record is, to maybe sneak into that seven spot against you know I believe they're currently the division leader. The Cardinals. I don't have the they're eight yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah, so I know the Rams just got their third loss, right? So, so the division leader, big game for Seattle. It's basically their Super Bowl. Um, Russell, week two being back, his rust is off. So I'm going to pick the less of the rusty trombones. I will pick the Cardinals if Kyler Murray plays. They are a very, very, very good football team, so I will take them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven different. Because we're we don't even have to talk about Monday night, do we? No, the Bucks are going to win that football game. Yeah, I don't. I don't even care who they play after a loss. I don't think Brady loses two in a row very often. No, and I think they're getting some more guys back, which will help. That's what's been so weird is all this COVIDy stuff. I think to see the NFL is going to crack down on Thanksgiving. 
with the COVID protocols. Like, so the teammates can't eat together or so they can't eat with their families? No, just that they're going to have, like, like super testing the week after Thanksgiving. Like, they haven't really been testing as much, but it's like a Monday-Wednesday test. From what I read, they're just going to jack up the proats, as I like to call them. Freaking proats. Only two teams on a bye this week. Broncos Rams on a bye this week. I love it when no buys happen anymore. We're getting to the end of the year. Anyone could be the seventh seed. Everything's flip-flopping. It really is a witching hour. It's the witching hour of the NFL. All right, let's look at some of these divisions real quick. I'm going to put you on the spot. Do it. AFC East, Bills or Pats? I think the Bills are the better team. I think the Pats are trending up. They've won four in a row, but are they going to be able to be that consistent? We'll see. I think, like you said, the schedule is kind of soft. They still got to play each other twice, and that's probably going to be big. usually when you play each other. Yeah, that, that matters. So I think if the Bills can at worst split, I think they might even get both. Yeah. I think the Bills won that one. Bills are plus one forty-five point differential this year. They're they're pretty good. They've been struggling the last few weeks, but I think they will recover. I think the Patriots are just benefiting from an easy schedule the last few weeks, and we'll see what it's like when they play these teams with the better defenses. Um, AFC North, try Ravens six and three, Steelers five three and one, Bengals five and four, Browns five and five. The Browns could get healthy. I think they might be the best team in that division, but I don't think they are going to get healthy. No. Everyone gets healthy and then gets hurt again. And I think if the Browns had both Chubb and Hunt, I would say Browns. But since they don't, I don't know for how how long they're each hurt. But I'm going to go Ravens. I just think that of those options, maybe the Bengals. I don't think Steelers just because offensively they are bad. Harris is pretty good. Najee Harris but besides is that, good. so they can move the ball that way. I think if Ben is playing, they can score enough to win games, but I'm more concerned that there's a lot of injuries on defense. Hayden got hurt. Watts. Yeah, that's what I, that that's the issue is if you don't, have a really good offense your defense has to be just perfect and if you're not perfect on defense right. you're not gonna if a team starts scoring you're not gonna be able to catch up with them so i, I don't i'm gonna 11th in defense this year which is not gonna get it done nope you can't carry trent dilfer right. with an 11th ranked defense right all right tennessee's up three games on the colts we'll just shut that one down shut it down afc west Chiefs six and four, Chargers five and four, Raiders five and four, Broncos five and five. I think the Chiefs are getting hot. They're going to be tough to catch. All the rest of them are all trending downwards. I mean, Chiefs. I believe they have a harder schedule though, because you play the first place schedule if you're the first place. So that's why usually some of the last place teams have a chance at bumping up. But I think the Chiefs are the best of those. The Raiders are definitely trending down. The Chargers, you never know what's going to happen with the Chargers. I think the Chargers will be a wild card. But I think 
Yeah, definitely the Chiefs. I think by two or three games, too. Chiefs remaining schedule at home with the Cowboys. On the road for Broncos, on the road to the Raiders. No, I said that Weren't wrong. Weren't they just on the no, road? Nope, you're, I'm wrong. At home for the Cowboys, Broncos, Raiders. On the road to the Chargers. At home for the Steelers. On the road for the Bengals and Broncos to end the season. Not a so, super I mean, cushy, but not a super difficult schedule either. No, it's not as hard as I thought. Uh, NFC East, Cowboys are up big. I, I assume they're going to book it. We'll book them. Packers are up big. We can book them. They're I don't know. Vikings might get them. I think they're up four games, though. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Bucks. Six and three, Saints five and four, Panthers five and five, Falcons four and five. Anyone catch the Bucks? No. Maybe the I like the Panthers. The Panthers like are the a Panthers. weird team to me. I like. I think the they Panthers. might they might sneak into a wild card, especially if like if Cam can be half of what I mean. Cam's a decent quarterback. He gives a little fire. They keep doing this, even this two headed monster thing. I kind of like it. Yeah. But no, the Bucks are going to win the division. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. Cardinals, Rams, Niners. Niners are 4 and 5. Seahawks. They're pretty far back. Seahawks are done. <laughs> they have to win out and get some help. Perfect. Starts this week, baby. Um yeah, I would probably say the Rams. I think the Cardinals are going to come back to earth a little bit, not a lot. You never know with all the COVID and all the injuries and all that, but I think the Rams just have so much more talent that it's just going to take them a couple of weeks to figure it out. I think this was the perfect time for them to have a bye week, and when they come back, I think they're going to be all cylinders blazing. Yeah, I think I like the Rams, too. I'm looking at both of their schedules right now. It's pretty close. The Cardinals get the Bears and Lions and the Seahawks coming down the stretch. Oh, my. They get the Seahawks twice. Well, this if they win this one, that's big in Seattle. Yeah. With Kyler just coming back. It's all about who gets hot towards the end. Obviously, it's nice to, you know, rack up some wins, but. All right, Troy. We got anything else this week? I think that's it. I'm all sportied out. All right. I wrote them all down this week for our picks. Oh, and on the line, we didn't let people know the loser has to drink an entire can of olive juice after we take all the olives out at Thanksgiving per usual bet. It'll be well. Um, We're still waiting on Zach's TikTok dance. He's still waiting on my growler and he'll get that once I get the TikTok dance because of the way the weeks went. Um, Last week, unofficially Zach also owes me a breakfast. We'll have to go back to the episode. We're going to go back to the tape. Got to go back to the tape because we're not completely sure. But I think it could take us two seconds to be like, oh, yeah, we got three different. And then it's buckets. 
All right. I think that's all we got. Oh, one thing we're going to jump on Friday for the Raptors game, 7.30 p.m. It's going to be a Twitch-only party. We're really close to becoming an affiliate with Twitch, so one big show for us on Friday, and we'll hit the plateau that we're looking for. So join us for the last three quarters of the Raptors game. We'll probably maybe jump in at the end of the first quarter. It just depends when our kids want to go to bed. So join us. Just Twitch, no Facebook. So if you're just watching on Facebook right now, download Twitch, follow us, and then party with us on Friday. We'll be having some drinks, maybe have some guests. Definitely be, be drinking. It's gonna be, it's gonna be party. All right, I think the that's Kings all are we so got. good. Who doesn't want to watch them? They're gonna get killed. <laughs> Zach, you're fat. Troy, you're fat. Later. Thank <music> you.